We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is October 21st. It's 2019. We're going to talk some NFL, Monday Night Football, review my cash lineups for DraftKings and Fantasy Draft from this past weekend. And, um, you know, just kind of talk a little bit about game one of the World Series because we're not going to really have a lot of time to do that this week with NBA starting up. So just wanted to give my quick thoughts on world series and game one in general. So that's what we're going to do here on today's podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Check them out. They are awesome sponsors of the podcast. They got a ton of stuff going on right now with rake free DFS they have um, their NBA stuff up for Tuesday. They have a $15,000 pick and roll, $25 buy-in, 18 max enter on that. And then they have a $30,000 pick and roll for Wednesday's big slate. Uh, we'll talk about both of those contests and 36 entry max on that. So the two-game slate over there. Well, we're going to talk basketball on the two-game slate tomorrow, but they have a bunch of stuff. They got a $25, a $5, a $1, a $300. So whatever your bankroll is, whatever your amount you play, there's plenty of stuff over there on Fantasy Draft. Plus, it's rake-free. Talked about it a bunch this season, but um, I've saved over $1,500 on rake playing on Fantasy Draft this football season alone. So – Give them a look. Let's get into Monday Night Football. We're going to talk about this showdown slate. Um, you know, first things first, which, which contest should I be playing? You know, I, I, I got a lot of feedback on the game selection podcast the other day. And, um, you know, just want to give quick thoughts here when we're looking at, you know, the contest. Again, if you're playing a bunch of teams, I have no issues playing the big tournaments. But say you're making one to three teams on this slate, I think we – 
kind of go go down. I think that um, depending on where you're at and how much you want to play, I think one of the best tournaments DraftKings runs um, for bankroll building is the $50 red zone single entry tournament. It's a $50 buy-in. It has little under 12% rake. It pays 26.5% of the field. Um, with min cash one and a half X, you know, top 10 is only getting 31 and a half percent of the prize pool. So really good payout, very, very balanced tournaments. Um, it's a really good one. I think if you're wanting to build a bankroll, um, it's certainly one of the tournaments that I play each and every week over there for showdown. And it's, it's a good one. And then if you're a smaller bankroll player i think the five dollar single entry tournament over there is good as well um a lot more rake at 15.9 percent but you're still paying out 25 and a half percent of the field min cash is 1.6 x first is only getting 8.3 percent and then top 10 is only getting 22.75 percent so if you have a really good team and you finish like 50th you're still going to get a really nice roi on five bucks so um uh, again, I really like the $5 single entry, the $50 single entries. So those are ones that I would be playing. There's a lot of single entry double ups if you play cash games. So um, a bunch of different ways to approach this slate. And, you know, they do have some three entry max tournaments. You know, the $20, the $75. The $20 is not bad. Pays 23% of the field. You get 2x min cash. A lot of the top 10 um, money, though, and the rake is almost 15%. So. Definitely be aware of that. Um, all right, let's get into breaking down this game here. Uh, we'll start, obviously, on the New England side of things. Should be a good game. You know, Josh Gordon not going to play in this one. Um, Philip Dorsett said that he feels good about playing uh, with the hamstring injury. You know, Burkhead is out. Um, so I feel like, you know, we're heading into this game with both New England tight ends out, Burkhead out, and Josh Gordon out. And that that obviously makes for some interesting plays because as we saw last week um, with Sam Darnold coming back, the Jets can put up some points. So if you're expecting this game to stay somewhat close, you know, you're going to have um, a lot of interest here. So, looking at it, um, you know, Ben Watson is really cheap. Could potentially play. Um, you know, he re-signed with this team. He was with this team in preseason, so it's not like he doesn't know the playbook and stuff. So, he re-signed with them. But I'll be honest, like one of my favorite plays on this slate is Jacoby Myers. Anybody that played preseason DFS um, probably knows who Jacoby Myers is. He's kind of expensive, which I like because he's not going to be like overly owned because of his ownership here. Um, still really like Edelman. I think James White, if you think this game is going to stay close with Burkett out, James White is a guy that you're definitely looking at on PPR sites because he's going to be like a wide receiver in this game. Um, so uh, obviously like him, if Dorsett's okay to go, I don't mind him. You know, on the cheaper end of New England, it's kind of tough because 
like maybe Slater plays. Um, if Gunner is out, Gunner's questionable too with a hamstring injury. So really going to have to see what the injury report looks like. Um, but it's tough that I just don't see them using a lot of like Eric Tomlinson. I think he's going to be more like a pat or a blocking guy. Um, and I, I just, I think they use Watson more. I think really, if you're looking for like a, a tournament play, low on tournament play, maybe Brandon Bolden, he's been getting some goal line carries. You know, you're just at, at his price. You just need him to score a touchdown. Um, so Brandon Bolden, maybe as a difference maker, depending on how many teams you're making, you know, he's probably not going to get more than like three to five touches, maybe a little bit more. Um, if Sonny Michelle can't get it going or if Sonny Michelle has issues, but Brandon Bolden could be a difference maker. It's a one game slate. You got to take some shots. Um, and then on the Jets side of things here, um, you know, it was a completely different offense last week with Sam Darnold back. Um, Jamison Crowder, I think, is one of the top plays on this slate. He got a ton of target, um, ton of targets last week, nine targets, 17 targets in week one with Sam Darnold at quarterback. Um, and, and like 29% target share. Robbie Anderson had a 26% target share. Uh, Lev Bell, obviously, is a really good play. Robbie Anderson and Crowder are kind of cheap in this matchup, too. Yeah, yeah, the Patriots' defense has been awesome this season, but it's a one-game slate. Um, I, I got to take some shots here. You know, Demarius Thomas is questionable with his hamstring injury. You know, saw a few targets last week. If he is out, um, maybe you're taking a shot on Vincent Smith. It's tough to say. Um, probably not. Maybe Barrios. Um, but really, honestly, I just think it bumps up Crowder and um, Anderson even more. You know, as far as the cheap plays go um, for the Jets, there's not really a lot of cheap guys that I like here. I really like those wide receivers. Um, if I'm playing a cheap guy from the Jets, it would probably be Ryan Griffin. Just because I think he has, you know, touchdown ability. He scored a touchdown last week against the Cowboys. Had three catches on three targets. Um, had four targets and three catches in week one with Sam Darnold. So, Ryan Griffin would be the cheap guy from the Jets um, on this showdown slate that I'd be looking at. But really not seeing much else. Um, I, think, I do think he can take a shot on the Patriots defense. Um, hoping this is not a, a big you know, defensive type of game just because I hate playing defenses on showdown slates. So, yeah, there's that. That's that's the Monday night slate. Um, we'll review some lineups. But before we do that, what actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power, claims of trendy ingredients, multiple modes, if you ask your dentist, they'll tell you it's less about the brush and more about how you use it. That's why Quip was created by dentists and product product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health habits. Healthier habits. Next, Quip's sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer. Guide gentle brushing for dentists recommended two minutes with four 30-second pulses, ensuring even cleaning 
Quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule. The sleek, intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount. These thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice a day. Good habits matter to life a to live a healthier life, so help form fresh oral health habits with Quip. Quip starts at just $25, and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Uh, since we're on DraftKings, we will start with my DraftKings lineup, and it did much better than Fantasy Draft, so I obviously want to start there. Fantasy Draft made a, made a bunch of mistakes for cash this week and um, got crushed over there, but it um, doesn't matter. Still going to review the lineup. Don't have an issue saying that I get crushed. So looking at um, my DraftKings cash lineup, it was really solid. Um, it was one of the better cash games that I've cash days that I've had all season for DraftKings. Um, my cash lineup did really well in like tournaments. It was it was that good. So um, just waiting for it to load here. So looking at my cash lineup over there on DraftKings, started with Jared Goff. Um, you know, I, I really debated on this. It was really Goff or Lamar Jackson for me in cash this week, and. You know, I just wanted to, I wanted exposure to the Rams and the Falcons game, and it was really tough to decide which wide receiver I wanted to play. I think a lot of people looked at um, Cup, and I played Cup on fantasy draft. Um, but really, I don't have to pair my quarterback with a wide receiver in cash games. So, so I just played Jared Goff to get exposure to the Rams and try to hope to get the production. And obviously, you know, he had a rushing touchdown. He threw for two passing touchdowns. He had a good day, put up 25 fantasy points. Um, at running back, I went with Leonard Fournette and Josh Jacobs. Um, Leonard Fournette, he was just in a really good spot against the Bengals uh, with his workload and everything. In my opinion, he was just one of the safer options at running back this week and I think a lot of people were on Leonard Fournette for cash games and I think that you know it was a, it was the right play Josh Jacobs um I talked to a lot about him last week in multiple areas the expert survey this show I just really liked the matchup for Josh Jacobs Green Bay has been a big time funnel defense so and then we got news that Tyrell Williams was not going to play so, like, Josh Jacobs just became a cash game staple for me across the industry. Um, you know, obviously he had a really good game. We got super worried. He left the game with a shoulder injury but ended up coming back. Um, so, it would have been a really bad beat for Jacobs if had he not come back. Uh, wide receiver, I went with John Brown um, going up against Miami. I just Buffalo was just in a really good spot against Miami's terrible defense. John Brown actually missed a long touchdown, or Allen missed Brown on a long touchdown, um, but still went 83 yards, five catches and a touchdown. He had a really good day. It was just more of, you know, getting exposure to the Bills going up against Miami. They were going to put up points against Miami, so um, just went with down that, like, safer road. T.Y. Hilton, 
Uh, I think a lot of people had played T.Y. Hilton in cash, and really it came down to me. It was just T.Y. Hilton was kind of underpriced, in my opinion, on DraftKings this week. So um, in a matchup at home on the turf, had 74 yards, six catches, and a touchdown. He had a good day. Um, but, yeah, it was really just a price thing for me on T.Y. Hilton. I just felt like he was underpriced, and it was a, it was a decent matchup. So to make everything come together, the last part of my cash lineup was my fourth wide receiver. It was Devontae Parker. Had you listened to the Morning Grind or read Expert Survey, you knew I was pretty high on Devontae Parker. I didn't go into the week planning on playing Devontae Parker in cash games, but uh, all the news came out with the Green Bay wide receivers and you know, just kind of played around with my cash lineup a little bit. And Devontae Parker just ended up being that last like piece in, and he had five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, going into playing Devontae Parker because he was really cheap, I was hoping for about 10 points. Um, and you know, he had 10 targets. I really did think that. I really thought that we were going to see um, Fitzpatrick lock in on Devontae Parker and. I haven't got into the target share or anything, but watching some of that game, it looked like Devontae Parker obviously was the clear-cut wide receiver one for him. So, you know, I'll definitely look into that a little bit more when I review um, target share and stuff from week seven. My tight end, I played Austin Hooper. Um, I really liked the spot for Austin Hooper. I wanted exposure to Atlanta, and I didn't really want to play the wide receivers and Hooper – it's just been a guy that's been super consistent this season. And I'll be honest, Hooper, anybody that played Austin Hooper this weekend got lucky. Um, he got a garbage time touchdown. He had a garbage time drive with Matt Schwab. Three catches, I'm pretty sure, on that last drive. He was he was busting hard. Uh, Matt Ryan played terrible. The offensive line played terrible. The Rams just absolutely crushed Matt Ryan all day. But honestly, it was just one of those things where if you played Hooper, you got lucky. but We'll take it. Um, you know, Ingram, obviously, a lot of people had played Ingram, and I just I couldn't make it work to get Ingram in there. Um, Waller was the other tight end that I was looking at, and obviously he went off for a big game. But um, not complaining about Hooper there. And then in my flex position, I like to run running backs in flex and cash games. And one of my favorite plays on the entire weekend was Dalvin Cook. One of the reasons that I played Devontae Parker is because it was Cook no matter what for me. He was my Christian McCaffrey week seven. Cook had a big day, um, two rushing touchdowns, a catch, over 100 yards rushing, put up 30, almost 31 fantasy points at 30.9. So Dalvin Cook was just that guy that I was going to play in cash this week and didn't play Latavius Murray in cash over there on DraftKings just because, honestly – I liked the way the lineup looked without him. Um, I didn't think he was a terrible play. I thought it was a tough matchup, but, you know, running back that's pretty cheap, that's going to get all the work is always worth looking at in cash games. So, and then I played the Chicago defense. Obviously that did not work out. The only reason it worked out is because Patterson ran one back, but only one sack. The Chicago defense could not get to Bridgewater whatsoever. The, the Saints offensive line just absolutely destroyed that Chicago defense the entire game. 
So obviously that didn't work out, but they scored six points because they got that touchdown and I'll take it. Um, but, you know, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. But, you know, when, when you're looking at it, the Bears' defense was 3K. Um, and it just kind of all made everything come together. So that was my cash lineup on DraftKings, scored 170.62. Um, obviously there was a few decisions to make there when Lazard, you know, kind of did not become a thing anymore. And, you know, for me, it was go down from the 49ers defense to the bears and play Devonte Parker to make everything continue to work. So, um, now on fantasy draft, <laughs> uh, again, fantasy draft was not good for me. Um, in cash games this week, just in, in general this week. Like, I didn't have a good tournament week over there. Um, just It's a bad week for me overall. Again, played Jared Cook um, over there on Fantasy Draft. And, you know, you'll see, you'll see some pieces that were the same here, but um, made some decisions that I'm not even mad about. Like, I'd probably be really close to building the same cash team you know, again. So, played Jared Goff. I played Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette like I did over there on DraftKings. Um, you know, I kind of gave my reasoning for those guys already, but, you know, I played Cooper Cup over there on Fantasy Draft, and he just – it was one of the reasons that I don't like to pair in cash games – and I liked the rest of the team, and it came down to, like, my last flex spot and my wide receiver spot. And I liked Chris Carson, so I put in Chris Carson in my last flex spot, and that left me enough money with Cooper Cup. And I was like, I'm just going to play him. I think he's kind of safe. And, again, this is one of the reasons that you don't have to pair your quarterback in cash games. Because your quarterback could have a really good day and not use your wide receiver in cash. And, like, the correlation is what you want in tournaments. But in cash games, you don't necessarily need the correlation, in my opinion. Um, then I played Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup was 8,300 on, on Fantasy Draft this past weekend. And I really liked the matchup against the Eagles. And, you know, for for what it's worth, like, when you watch that game on Sunday Night Football, like, the reason I played Michael Gallup is because the corners are terrible for Philly and like, they just, they didn't stop the Cowboys whatsoever. Um, could I have gone two more balanced wide receivers here instead of cup and Gallup probably should have, um, should I play Latavius Murray over Carson and just take in the floor potentially could have done that. You know, this is like when you lose, you you second guess. But like again, like going into this, I really like this team. I played Mark Andrews at tight end. He only had two catches with Hollywood Brown out. Um, Lamar Jackson just ran, 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 ran. Um, and then Jacobs in in the Chicago defense, just like DraftKings. Um, again, Jacobs was really low in cash games. I was shocked, to be honest, like how low owned uh, Jared Goff was in cash games on Fantasy Draft. He was only 3% owned in most double ups. So, you know, that was kind of interesting. But uh, again, like deconstructing this team, 
I could have probably got an extra 20 or something points. I guess it had been more than that by not playing Gallup and Cup and, and going Latavius Murray or not playing Murray and going Carson or, you know, playing Waller. Like, I, I think that's another thing that I could have done. Waller was 8,700 and I played Andrews instead and, like, I had the money for Waller. So I, I think there's a couple different ways you could have gone. Um, you know, the Colts defense is pretty popular and they got there at the end of the game, but they were popular because they were super cheap. And I saw a lot of sharp players use the Colts defense in cash, and I had no issues with that. Like, I never have an issue playing a cheaper defense in cash games. Um, you know, most of the time it's just to be different. So, so that, that was fantasy draft. Um, you know, obviously to win tournaments this past weekend, you had to have the Rodgers combos, um, Rodgers monster game. He's going to do that. He's one of the best quarterbacks in football. So, yeah. On Tuesday, tomorrow, the 22nd, um, we get the start of the good old-fashioned World Series. So, Washington versus Houston. This is going to be a good World Series as far as pitching goes. Like, we have some of the better pitchers on some of the better pitchers in baseball just facing off against each other here for this World Series. And like obviously like a game one, it's likely going to be Cole Scherzer. Game two is probably going to be Verlander Strasburg. So I'm like, oh buddy. Um so you know when you're looking at when you're looking at fantasy baseball showdown slates for these games they are going to be the captain spot it's going to be filled by starting pitching a lot and i'm not saying that's a bad strategy by any means but it's just going to make your jose altuve's anthony rendon's bragman springers turner soto's lower owned in general so i think that's Obviously, you're going to do everything you can to try to play the pitching here. But that, honestly, when you're looking at it, is likely going to make some of the plays very popular. Um, like your Josh Reddicks, for instance, in, in game one. Josh Reddicks, like 4400 And if you're playing Colin Scherzer, your $5,100 per player um, – so I think that, you know, that's one thing that you got to remember. How can I be different um, while doing that and being different by potentially playing a relief pitcher and just hoping the bats get zero points and the relief pitcher comes in and gets, you know, four or five points. So that's a way to kind of be different. But I think you're going to see a lot of teams look pretty close to the same. So, just to be contrarian and be different, uh, I'm not saying fade the pitchers. I'm just saying, like, how can I be different with the bats? Um, and how can I make my lineup different than everybody else's? Because I, I think, like, in game one, I think, you know, the chalk is going to be play the pitching and play Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton's really, really cheap. So, just by not playing Adam Eaton, you could be different. Um, 
But I'm not saying don't play him. I think that Adam Eaton's a fantastic play for game one. I think Michael Brantley's a good play. They're just so cheap. Um, you know, I think that Gary L is a good play. Alvarez, with his home run ability, if you're just chasing home runs, Alvarez has a really good price tag for game one um, over there on DraftKings. So, you know, it's going to be tougher to get in like your Juan Sotos and stuff, but, you know, those are the guys that are going to be difference makers. Like, that's some of the best batters in this lineup. So, you know, getting exposure to them, even against these really good pitchers, is going to be make your lineups difference. So, um, game one, again, like, I would probably lean Garrett Cole as my captain. I think that Houston beats Washington in game one. So that's kind of what I want to do is, you know, tell the story of Houston winning, and that's Garrett Cole in the captain spot. So um, outside of that, you know, I kind of talked about <laughs> baseball is hard to talk about without having the starting lineups um, for the showdown slates. Looking at it, um, if Zimmerman's in there, he's really cheap. I wouldn't mind playing Zimmerman um, at his really cheap price tag. But, um, again, if I'm, if I'm telling the story of this Houston team winning, Ozuna's 3K. And if I think he's going to get some work here, if they're winning and he comes in, you know, that that's a way to be different with my builds here. So I don't mind doing that. Um, the thing is like, you can, you can play both pitchers in this game and still get four bats. So you don't have to play a relief pitcher. It really just comes down to ownership and how you want to try to make your lineup different instead of tying with a thousand people for first place if the chalk all hits. So there's a bunch of different ways to look at it. Um, I have a whole bunch of tickets for the big DraftKings tournaments, so I'm going to be digging into this one even more when um, starting lineups come out and building lineups. So um, should be fun. Like I said, there's a lot of different ways to approach it and should be – should be a good one. This series should be good. There's a lot of good pitching. A lot can happen when you have two teams with really good pitching. So, um, I think the Astros win. I bet the Astros win the series. So, that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking NBA opening night. Two games slates. Um, how to be different. Who's some of the best plays and all that good jazz. So, Appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow for the breakdown.